One of the most challenging questions in the Torah is the episode of Moses hitting the rock. After 40 years of the Jewish people wandering in the desert and receiving water from the stone, the rock and the stone of Miriam, after Miriam dies, the water ceases to give, the rock ceases to give water. And so God tells Moses, you shall talk to the stone. And Moses begins to look for the stone, but the stone rolled into a pile of stones and he could not find it. He began to speak to one of the stones, but it was not the correct stone. The people of Israel became rambunctious, they were out of control, and they began to provoke Moses and Aaron until Moses hit the rock. Luckily, he hit the correct rock, and the rock began to provide water. However, God tells Moses, because you did not sanctify my name in public, you hit the rock rather than speaking to the rock, you will not enter into the land of Israel. Comes the question to mind, why is it that the first time, at the beginning of 40 years, when God provided the rock, the stone, at that time it says you should hit the rock. Now, at the end of 40 years, when the rock ceased giving water, God tells Moses, you shall speak to the rock. Why now speak to it, and why earlier hit the rock? How do we understand this on Pshat, Remiz, Drushoy, and On the level of Pshat, Moshe Rabbeinu was told that he should speak to the rock. Yeah. And instead he hit the rock. Says Rashi, that Moshe had the opportunity to sanctify the name of God by teaching the Jewish people a lesson. Look at this rock. The rock is inanimate. It was not commanded by God, 613 commandments in the Torah. And yet, you speak to the rock, and the rock provides water. How much more so the Jewish people that were chosen by God and commanded at Sinai to follow the Torah. If God speaks to them, then they shall follow the laws of the Torah. And because Moshe did not establish this lesson, God needed to establish this lesson by the fact that Moses and Aaron were punished and were not allowed to enter into the land of Israel. This is the Pshat. What is the Remez? What is the hint? At the beginning of the 40 years... God tells Moses, he shall hit the rock. At the end of 40 years, God tells Moses, speak to the rock. How do we understand this? One of the ways of looking at this is, based on the teachings of the Tzemach Tzedek, that the rock, which is called Sur, at the beginning of the 40 years, and the end of the 40 years is called Selah. At the beginning of 40 years, the rock is compared to a benini. At the end of the 40 years, it is compared to a tzaddik. In other words, the Altarebbe writes in Tanya that there are two types of people. 
one who is the average person. The average person every day is challenged with his Yetzirah, his evil inclination. He has temptations for food, for lusts, etc., etc. And every day, a person needs to curtail his animal soul and overcome those temptations. And sometimes, a person who's a Bainani needs a hit, which means spiritually, they go through suffering and crisis in order to remind them that they are here to serve God and to put them back onto the right path. So a Bainini sometimes needs that Moses should hit them with the stick. However, when it comes to a tzaddik, one who is truly righteous and God-fearing, one who desires only spirituality and holiness and kindness and goodness, one that does not have to constantly fight and struggle with his Yetzirah, his evil inclination, that person does not need to be hit with the staff, does not need a reminder or crisis or suffering to put them back onto the correct path. God tells Moshe Rabbeinu, you shall speak to the stone. A person on the level of a tzaddik does not need a staff, does not need a stick, only needs to be spoken to. Moshe Rabbeinu, however, wanted to elevate the entire Jewish people to the level of tzaddik, to the level of selah, to be the level that you have no evil inclination and to totally serve God without any struggle. And God says, to reach that level of a tzaddik, you cannot force a person to become a tzaddik. You can't take a staff and say, you must be a tzaddik. To be a tzaddik, to overcome your temptations, to overcome these struggles, you have to work from within, not from without. And therefore, Moshe had no right to hit and force the Jewish people to become tzaddikim. He had only a right, vidibarta, to speak to them, to inspire them, because every heart is pure and holy. And this is the remez, this is the hint of the parsha, And that is when Mashiach will come very, very soon, then there'll be no need for the staff because there'll be no need for pain and suffering in the world because each one of us on our own are going to be on this level of tzaddik. God will remove the spirit of impurity. He will slaughter the Yetzirah, the evil inclination, and therefore automatically the, the good and the soul and the, the, the desire of every person will be to want to connect with God. So really... It's a taste of the future. God is telling us how it's going to look in the future. That simply, by talking one to the other, we will inspire one the other. The Rebbe once said that Americans, you cannot tell them what to do, but you can teach them what to do. Or you cannot tell them to do anything, but you can teach them to do everything. And this is you shall teach Torah you should teach and inspire the people. By doing so, they will truly follow all the laws of the Torah. What is Drush, the, the homiletics? Miriam was the one in her honor that the rock was given to provide water for 40 years. It's interesting to note that in the word Miriam, you have the letters Mayim, water. Why was it that Miriam was chosen and given this great gift and Zuchut honor that in her memory and in her honor, the water was given to the Jewish people because she was the one that helped 
deliver the babies in the land of Egypt. And she raised these children. She taught them Torah and guidance and love and service of God. She was also the one that put Moses into the water and saved the life of Moses who gave us the Torah, which is the water of spirituality. And the idea of water represents not only Torah, but on a physical level, the water is what assists the food to digest into the system. It breaks down the food. And the water within the bloodstream carries the nutrients throughout the entire body. And just like the water carries the nutrients throughout the entire body, the Torah is what carries the spiritual nutrients throughout the entire Jewish people. It is Miriam, who is the the women of Israel, who have this great mission, who are endowed with this tremendous power and ability and blessing to continue and to be the continuity of the Jewish faith and Torah for all generations. And in their schus and in their merit, we, the Jewish people, have the ability to overcome the challenges and the crises of the desert that we find ourselves in every single day. The drush is that Saturday night, it says that the waters of Miriam are found in the well, and therefore it's customary to drink well water Saturday night, and in that well water, there's tremendous healing. The Rebbe says that it was not the custom of the Chabad Rebbe's to necessarily go to the well. However, by learning the law in the Code of Jewish Law pertaining to going to the well, that alone is sufficient to provide healing and blessing for all people. What is the soid? What is the esoteric level of the water? In Kabbalah, the Arizal says that the Salah, this rock, was in the merit of Rachel. And Miriam was a reincarnation, was a Bechina of Rachel. And therefore, Miriam was the one that provided the water. Now, in the Torah, we also find Rachel associated with water. Yaakov Avinu, when he first meets her, is by the well of water. Kabbalistically, the name of Eye, God's name, which means, I will be with you in this Golos, and I will be with you in all future exiles. Eye, Asher Eye, the name that God told Moses at the burning bush. So if you spell out the word Eye, Aleph, Hey, Yud, and Hey, and you spell it out, Bimiloi, which means you spell out each of these letters, Aleph, Aleph, Lama, Pei, Hey, Hey, Yud, 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 Vav, Dalid, Hey, and Hey, Yud, it equals 161. Sela equals 160. In other words, 160 with the kolel is 161. In Kabbalah, you add one more to the letters which unites the letters and makes it into a word. So, Selah is the same as the name of God, the Eye, name of God, Bimiloi. This is the power of, of the waters of Miriam, which came in the schus, the merit of Rachel. What does Hasidus say? What happened here? 
that caused Moses to hit the rock. This story, says the Rebbe, shows the love that God has for every single Jew. Shows that God has tremendous love for Am Yisrael, the people of Israel. If you consider the situation that took place, at that time the Jewish people were on a very low level spiritually. The fact that they were able to attack Moses and Aaron verbally and even physically and, and provoke them to a degree that Moses went to hit the rock. This shows that spiritually, after 40 years, they still didn't trust Moses and Aaron. Instead of going to Moses and Aaron and having a conversation, saying, look, for some reason there's no water, we need water, provide water, they right away became very, very angry. And they, they criticized Moses and Aaron. Yet, God tells Moses, I want you to go and sanctify my name in public. How do you do this? By performing a miracle. A miracle will take place that the entire world will see how this rock will provide water for the entire Jewish people. Not only water for the people themselves, the humans, but also for their animals. For God is concerned about their welfare and their sustenance and their money. And this water will be also used for mikvah, for the women to immerse. So there were many, many benefits from, from these waters of Miriam. And yet, the Jewish people, even though they were on such a low level spiritually, God was willing to provide this miracle for them. Now, even though the name of God was not sanctified in the most perfect way, because Moses, at the end, hit the rock, he didn't speak to the rock, but even hitting the rock provided water. Even that was a miracle. Just like it was a miracle at the beginning of the 40 years, it's now a miracle at the end of the 40 years. So Moses did sanctify the name of God. So what do we see from here? Number one, Moses sanctified the name of God. Number two, he did it on behalf of a people that were rebellious. And from here we learn that every single one of us should never think for one moment that we are undeserving of God's miracles. That perhaps we are insignificant. Perhaps we are not good enough. Perhaps we have no right to ask God to do this for us because maybe we're not like Moses and Aaron. From here we see that God loves every single one of us. And even if we are spiritually in a place that is low, we have a right to demand miracles and big miracles. Miracles that the entire world will see that will bring sanctification to God's holy ineffable name. So this is a tremendous lesson and inspiration and empowerment that God tells us every single day we need to study Torah and by studying Torah this will give us our nourishment this will provide for us when we go through the last few seconds of Golos the last few seconds of this terrible desert in which we find ourselves at the same time even if you're in a desert and you're distant from the land physically and spiritually Yet, at the same time, we can expect and even demand and pray for tremendous miracles. And each one of us is deserving of that. So we hope and pray to see all these miracles in our daily life. Miracles for health, and miracles for long life, and miracles for sustenance, and the ultimate miracle, the coming of Mashiach, speedily in our days.